Whenever you want. Well, good morning. morning. Our call to worship today is 320. 320. Jesus, name above all names. It's all stand. this again. Well, good morning. good morning. There we go. Well, I feel like I'm back in the army. Um, <laughs> uh, what a great day to come out and worship the Lord. A beautiful fall day at the end of October. Um, we have some birthdays uh, we're going to announce. Uh, and so if I call your name and you're here, if you'll please stand up, uh, uh, we'll appreciate it. So the 30th, is uh, today, I guess, is Herman Nichols' birthday. He's not here. Uh, the 31st is Ann Schwab, and she can stand up. And then also on the 31st is Nicole Wilson. Uh, she is down at uh, Maria's, and so if you get a chance, tell her happy birthday. Uh, on the 2nd, Dennis Hollyfield has a birthday. So if you get an opportunity, call these and welcome uh, welcome them and tell them happy birthday. So if you'll join in me, join me in singing happy birthday, uh, we'll sing a happy birthday to these. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, God bless you. Happy birthday to you. Amen. <laughs> Our next hymn is 162, not 163, 162. Wonderful, merciful Savior. Thank you. 
Well, we've come to a announcements, praises, and prayer requests. And once again, welcome here today. Um, everything for Samaritan's Purse needs to be in by uh, today, correct? That's right. No. Okay. November the 6th, the children will prepare the Samaritan's Purse shoe boxes uh, and have pizza after the church service. All right. Uh, November the 12th from 12 to 3 is our fall festival with chicken bog and other foods and also gospel singing. So please invite people, excuse me, please invite people to join us. Um, November the 13th will be our Veterans Day tribute. And so if you're a veteran... And if you're not a veteran, we expect you to. We I expect you to be here. It's going to be a it's going to be a great service, uh, and we're going to pay uh, our respects and we're going to pay our uh, our uh, gratitude to the veterans. Now, there's a difference that we need to understand how this thing works. Memorial Day is for those who put the uniform on and never took it off. Veterans Day is for those who wore the uniform and have taken it off. And Armed Forces Day is for those who are still in wearing the uniform. Those are the three days and that's how we delineate them. Um, usually Veterans Day is sometime in the first two weeks of November. So, uh, and that's where we honor all veterans. So um, come out and, and enjoy our Veterans Day service and uh, it'll be a treat, I promise. Any other announcements? Yes, ma'am. We're going to have the posters ready, uh, or flyers ready for the fall festival for people to pass out, hopefully by Wednesday morning. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Wednesday night, come get some posters and distribute them around for our fall festival. Uh, it's on the Facebook page. Share it. Yes, yes, it's on our it's on our Facebook page. You can share it. Uh, it is on the Sand Hill, uh, or excuse me, the Aberdeen Times. Uh, you can share it there. Also, uh, get the word out. Uh, we want to have a great time. Go ahead. I thought somebody had raised their hand. I'm sorry. Uh, Lois will have surgery tomorrow. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yep, she's having surgery tomorrow, and we're going to pray for her and. Uh, Everything's going to go well. Any other announcements? Before we do the praises and prayer requests, uh, I have something, an announcement to make. And uh, with that, I also want to, uh, to uh, say some words. Uh, today is our, uh, uh, our pianist's last day. Um, she has... Uh, been guided by the Lord to, to move on. Uh, they're in the process of uh, relocating eventually uh, up to where their, their grandchildren is and their son. And so you kind of can't blame them wanting to be close to family. Uh, although we're going to miss them. Uh, I just want to say it's been a pleasure uh, and, and to work with Benny and Karen. Uh, I know Karen is the pianist, but Benny's the one who leads the singing. And Benny can sing. I cannot. You know, and uh, Benny covers me well. And, and Karen can cover me with the, with the piano. If you noticed on Happy Birthday, I can mess that up and she doesn't miss a beat. It just goes right on. Uh, but that's because that's what she does and that's her gift. 
And so we have been blessed to have her and been here for a while. And uh, we're glad, we hate to see them go, but we also know that uh, they've got to follow what's God has got in store for them. And so with that, uh, Kathleen... Um, It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I'm going to miss Praises and prayer requests. Right there. That's a phrase. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, you know, it, it, we're going to miss them. Uh, and, you know, and, I, and that's what I've been telling them. You know, sitting up here the whole time, I mean, we're going to miss you, you know. And I told him, I said, you can still come, you know, and, and worship with us until you move. Like, you just don't have to play the piano. Unless you want to. <laughs> and if you want to, we'll, we'll appreciate it. Uh, uh, any praises and prayer requests? Yeah, uh, we have a prayer request. Uh, young man, 16 years old, his name is Jonathan Santos. He was killed in a car accident in Aberdeen at uh, 2.30 a.m. Saturday morning. Um, Chelsea worked with him. He was an excellent young man on the soccer field, volunteered as a, a coach, really helped her out. Okay. He yeah. was great for the, the Santos family. Okay. Yes, I read about that. Um, and uh, we'll keep that family lifted up. Any other praises and prayer requests? Um, that was Dusty that passed away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They called him Dusty. Yeah. Uh, um, to keep that family in your prayer. The Alvarez family, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Um, any others? Yes. Okay. All right. John? This is Coach Brothers Morning. Um, Rachel asked that we pray for Ethel Kiefer. She's moving with family. So we want to ask some praise that she could be with her family, but we want to right. pray that it's a smooth transition. Also, we want to pray for um, her niece, Meredith Robbins. And then. Um, Any other? Kenny, um, I do the cards for the church, and if somebody will just be 
give me the names of some of these people, I will be more than happy to send the cards to Okay. Um, I try to keep up with all the ones that are in the church and my best I can. And, uh, but I would be more than happy to send cards to the ones that, you know, that are in need of prayer. Okay. If you know of someone that's sick and would like to have a card sent to them, get in touch with Diane and she will take care of that. And not only their name, but if you give them their address, that'll make it even easier. Oh, yes. That's <laughs> yeah. Any other praises and prayer requests? I have a praise. Um, the men worked on the benches this week. You didn't have time to go out there and give the benches that we're going to set around on the playground. Six benches, and we got the power uh, fixed uh, under the shelf. <laughs> Amen. Did what? Somebody said thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Any other? Yes, Kathleen. Any others? Any other praises? Yeah, I have a praise, Pastor Jerry. Um, I know quite a few people in the church know that I've been having some pretty severe gastrointestinal issues ever since I got back from Kuwait. <clears throat> and uh, the doctors finally figured out what was going on. Amen. So, something I ate over there uh, caused bacterial growth. And uh, basically, I was full of methane gas. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't mean to laugh, but. <laughs> I'm on an antibiotic right now, pretty strong one. Amen. That's been wiped out, and I just greatly appreciate all the Amen. Amen. I've been taking it for four days. I already feel like training. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And I apologize for laughing. I thought it was funny. You know, uh, this not to travel too far down that that rabbit path, but ain't methane supposed to be there? Some of it, you know, not this is maybe not in the right. I just want to thank God, and He knows what it's for. Amen, amen, amen. Um, you know, God's good, and uh, we. Uh, Sometimes we take things for granted and we see things and we really don't have an opportunity to express them. Uh, but yes, uh, uh, I, I want to, I got to praise. You know, God has opened the eyes of my daughters and uh, has, uh, has given them clean eyesight. Um, they uh, don't have uh, uh, drugs running through their veins anymore. And... Uh, and with the uh, Alvarez family, um, it, it comes back home because he's been at my house. Uh, he was friends with my daughters. They all knew each other and run around together. And, uh, uh, you know, God has uh, blessed them. And uh, hopefully he'll continue to bless them with uh, sobriety. Uh, but a lot of their friends... 
that they ran around with that were all in the same little, for lack of a better term, canoe paddling up that deadly stream, uh, a lot of them are not here any longer. They have uh, passed away due to overdoses. And some of them um, are in prison. And so it, uh, it's a praise that they, that God has blessed them when he did. That they, they listened and heeded and, and turned their back on uh, Satan and, and the drugs and stuff. And that's where it comes from. But with that being said, yes, it's a praise. And uh, I pray for every family that's struggling with addiction. Because it doesn't just, like I said a couple Sundays ago, it doesn't just affect that person that's using. The ripple effect affects the whole family and community around them. And uh, they become somebody you don't know. And it's great to have them back when you get to see them clear-eyed. And, and have a conversation and know you're talking to the person and not the drug. Um, with that being said, are there any other praises or prayer requests? Thank you, back on what you just said. Um, my heroin addiction started when I was 'm detox to here is in Raleigh and most of the time they're not going to drive them up there to get there um, so but anyway um, that's something to pray about uh, it has no it has no barriers it doesn't matter if you're poor it doesn't matter if you're rich it doesn't matter if you're white it doesn't matter if you're black it doesn't matter if you're Christian it doesn't matter if you're non-christian it doesn't matter what you are. It, it, the stuff is deadly today. It's deadly. And um, people try it for one time and they, that's the end of it. So it's, uh, it's, uh, it's terrible. A terrible scourge upon our nation. And uh, anyway, I'm not going to go too far into that because I'll say some things that I probably shouldn't say. But anyway, any other praises or prayer requests? All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we come before you today and we, uh, we, we come before you, Lord, with all of these tragedies. Uh, young folks that are, that are succumbing to drug addiction and, and drug abuses and overdoses. And, and Lord, we just lift them up to you. And uh, long, young lives that are, that are being taken in car accidents. And Lord, you needed them there because they'd accomplished what you had set for them here. 
We forget that. That you're the one who hold the days of our lives. You're the one. None of us leave by accident. And Lord, we forget that. And we should be able to praise somebody going home rather than grieving them. Oh, it's, it's okay to grieve. But we need to grieve with those that have hope. We'll see them again. If they have a relationship with you, Lord, we will see them again. You promised us that. And we hold you to that. We lift up those that are going to be traveling. Lord, keep them safe. Put a hedge of protection around them and bring them back home. Safe and sound. Those that are having surgeries, Lord... Um, we lift them up to you and we ask you to guide the medicine and the doctors so that everything will go easy. Lord, that they'll have no pain. And if they're in pain, that the pain will be relieved. You're the great physician. Lord, you told us to bring it before you boldly. And we're here today boldly asking you to intervene in these situations. Lord, we... We ask you to, to cure those who have bad diagnosis for your glory. Not for ours and not because they're our loved ones, but for your glory and your kingdom. We just love you, Lord. We ask you to protect our children as they go about their lives. They get influenced by Daily bombardments of evil. Give them the ability, Lord, to filter that out. Put a protection around them so that that stuff bounces off. Lord, give us, the adults, the ability to have that bounce off of us. We're easily swayed. We're easily distracted by the shiny thing on the right or, or the bright thing on the left. Lord, let us stay focused on the path that you're leading us. Put hedges so we bounce off and stay straight. Convict us when we veer. Forgive us when we falter. Guide us always. Open this up to us today. And may all we do here honor you. Lord, I love you and I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Our operatory hymn is 550, 550. Footsteps of Jesus. So I'll stand.
Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for many blessings. Lord, thank you for our church, church members. Lord, we ask that you watch over those that are mentioned on our prayer list. Be with them. Um, guide the doctor's hands. Lord, protect our military, our first responders who are out there protecting us. Lord, we love you. We thank you for all the things you do. And, uh, and all the things we can't see, we thank you for that, Lord. Uh, we ask that you use this um, collection to your, to your best. Lord, we know that you know um, the needs. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, if you will turn to Acts chapter 10. We're going to, uh, I'm going to try to discuss a subject that we don't get preached about much, the Holy Spirit. And uh, especially in Baptist churches, you know, I, I heard a, I heard a guy say, uh, <laughs> uh, there was a comedian, and um, one of my daughters was hatted on, and and he said, well, you know, we're Baptists. He said, we don't get miracles. He said, we're not Pentecostal. He said, he said, you know, Pentecostal gets all the miracles. He said, we Baptists, we don't. He said, they hoop and holler, and he said, God show us a miracle, you know. Said, so I said, well, you, you got one, you, you know, and so, but that was kind of kind of what it was, you know, it was picking at the Pentecostals and picking at the Baptists and we get a, you know, we Baptists, we get a, we get a lot of jokes thrown at us and that's okay. And so, uh, it says that there's a Holy Spirit happening and we're in uh, Acts chapter 10. And we're going to probably run through this chapter real quick uh, because I don't have but about 30 minutes. I could spend days on this, but... Uh, so there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band, a devout man, and one that feared God with all of his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. He saw a vision, uh, evidently about the ninth hour of the day, and an angel of God coming to him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid. And he said, What is it, Lord? 
And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. And now send a man to Joppa and, and called for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. He lodgeth with one Simon a tanner, whose house is by the seaside. He shall tell thee that thou oughtst to do. And when the angel which spake unto Cornelius was departed, he called two of his household servants, and, he, uh, and a devout soldier of them, uh, that waited on him continually. And when he had declared all these things unto them, he sent them to Joppa. On the morrow, as they went on their journey and drew nigh unto the city, Peter went up upon the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. And he became very hungry and would have eat uh, and would have eaten but while they made ready he fell into a trance and saw heaven open and a certain vessel descending unto him and it had been a great sheet knit at the four corners and let down to the earth wherein uh, were all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth and wild beasts and creepy things and fowls of the air and there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten any of these that is common or unclean. And the voice spake unto him again the second time, What God hath cleansed, thou call not thou common. This was done thrice, three times, and the vessel was received up again into heaven. Now while Peter doubted in himself what, the vi uh, what this vision which he had seen should mean, behold, the man which had sent from Cornelius had made inquiry for Simon's house and stood before the gate and called and asked whether Simon, which is surnamed Peter, was lodged there. While Peter thought on the vision, the Spirit said unto him, Behold, three men seek thee. Arise, therefore, get thee down, and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. When Peter went down to the men which were sent unto him from Cornelius, and said, Behold, I am he whom ye seek, what is the cause, and wherefore ye are come? And they said, Cornelius the centurion, a just man and one that feareth God and of good report among all the nation of the Jews was warned from God by a holy angel to send for thee unto his house and to hear the words of thee. Then called he them in and lodged them. And on the morrow, the next morning, Peter went away with them and a certain brethren from Joppa accompanied him. And the morrow after they entered into Caesarea and Cornelius waited for them and had called together his kinsmen and near friends. And Peter was coming and Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter took him up and saying, Stand up, I myself also am a man. And... Uh, as he talked with him, he went in and found many that were come together. And he said unto them, You know now that it is uh, an 
unlawful thing for a man that is a Jew to keep company or come into one or another nation. But God hath shown me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Therefore came I unto you without uh, gainsaying as soon as I was sent for. I asked therefore for what intent ye have sent for me. And Cornelius said, Four days ago I was fasting until this hour. And at the ninth hour I prayed in my house. And behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing. And said, Cornelius, thy prayer is heard and thine alms are, are, are had in remembrance in the sight of God. And send therefore to Joppa uh, and call hither Simon, whose surname is Peter. He is lodged in the house of the one Simon the tanner by the seaside who when he cometh shall speak unto thee. Immediately therefore I sent uh, to thee and thou hast well done that thou art come now. Therefore uh, are we all here present before God to hear all the things that are commanded thee of God. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, of a truth I perceive that God is no, uh, is no receptor of person. But in every nation he hath uh, that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accept with him. Or is accepted with him. The word which God sent unto the children of Israel preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is the Lord of all that would I say ye know which was published throughout all of Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went out about his about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him and he uh, and we are witnesses of all things that he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they slew and hanged on a tree. Him God raised up the third day and showed him openly. Not to all people, but unto witnesses chosen before uh, of God, even to us who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is he which was ordained of God to be the judge of quick and dead. To him give all the prophets witnesses that through his name whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sin. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them which heard the word. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished as many as came with Peter because that on the, Gent because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Spirit. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter, uh, Can any man forbid water uh, that these should not be baptized which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then prayed they him to, and they prayed that they him to tarry certain days. Let's pray. I just read the whole chapter. <laughs> Father God, we love you and we thank you for this. It's, 
It's amazing. It's amazing the work that you've done, the work that you do today, and what we are called to do. I ask you, Lord, to open this up to us so that we can glean things that we are required to do, that we can glean things that the Spirit is guiding us to do. Lord, I love you, and I ask it in your holy name. Amen. Listen to this. In the very first sentence, it says, There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a sinner. A Gentile. Modern folks would call him a heathen. A proselyte. He seeks help from God and from one of God's apostles. He seeks help from God. What does the Bible tell us? No matter where we're at, if we haul out his name, he will find us. The reason he finds us because he's never left us. Even if we're not walking with Him. How do you think we came to Christ? We cried out. He come to us. The Holy Spirit filled us. We answered the questions that were gave us. We pronounced and, uh, and announced Christ our Lord and Savior. We announced publicly that we're sinners. We announced that we needed salvation. And we believed that God was the answer to our question. We believed that Christ died on the cross. For the remission of sins. Not only our sins, but everyone's sins. We believed that. We admitted it. We prayed, God, come and fill me and be the Lord of my life. Live in my heart. And He did. Miracle number one. Miracle number one. Every Baptist has witnessed a miracle that has accepted Christ in their heart. They are the miracle. I need an amen. Amen. <laughs> I'm going to be like one of them preachers. If you ain't going to say it, I am. No, I'm just... Uh, uh, but he came and seeking. And not just anybody. God told him who to seek specifically. When somebody comes to you with a spiritual problem, don't doubt their veracity and don't doubt who's leading them to you. They may be a Cornelius. And God may have told them to see you. We don't know. We don't know. Our job is to do what we're asked to do. When somebody comes up you, comes to you and asks you, tell me something about God, or I'm suffering with this, what can you recommend? They're coming to you because they know you're a man or a woman of God. And they know that you have answers that they don't. And they're seeking God through you. And it's your job to be the intervener. Or the, for lack of a better term, the... Um, my mind leaves me. Um, what is the term I'm looking for? Disciple. The disciple, but, but we're, um, what is the person who prays for you when you're... Intercessor. Intercessor. There you go. Couldn't find it in my, my vocabulary up here. Um, and so, there was an apostle who was hungry. He was on a rooftop praying. He had three visions. A sheet let down with all the creatures that God had created and told him to kill and eat. No, 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 I can't do that. I've not eaten an unclean animal, a common animal, and he gets reprimanded. Don't call what I've made unclean. When we have people come to us, it doesn't matter if they're drunk, 
It doesn't matter if they're under the influence of drugs. It doesn't matter if they're prostitutes. It doesn't matter if they're homosexuals. It doesn't matter if they're lesbians. Whatever they are, God made them in the image. And our job is to deliver the message. The message we deliver may be the message that saves their eternity. We don't know what God's working in our life. We're not to judge. We're to love each one of them like we love ourselves. That's hard to do. It's hard to love somebody who's cussing you out for what you believe when you're praying for them because their life, physical and eternal life, depends on it. These are the days we live in. This is the reason Deep Creek Baptist Church has been held up to these days. Every one of us has the responsibility to share God, our experiences with whoever comes before us. We need to open our eyes. We need to learn to look who put in front of us. Instead of being judgmental, the guy standing on the corner with the cardboard signs, I have doubts. But if he makes eye contact with me, I have to address him. And if I make eye contact with him, I shouldn't look away to avoid it. I need to go talk to him. I don't necessarily need to contribute to his delinquency, but I need to give him something. The Word of God. I need to give him something. Maybe take him and feed him. Maybe take him and feed him. And if I do give him something, it's not my job to put stipulations on how he spends it. That's between him and God. And if he decides to go out and do whatever with it, he answers for that. I was obedient. I was obedient. A hungry apostle commissioned to help uh, the heathen proselyte. We were just told it doesn't matter what's, what's common. God made them. It's our job to be the hungry apostle. It's our job to live out the commission that was given to us when Christ, before he ascended, before he was executed. What did he tell us? Before he ascended, what did he tell us? The last chapter 28 of Matthew. He gave us our commission. He gave us our great commission. What are we to do? We're to make disciples of the nation, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And we're to remember that he is with us always. And I'm paraphrasing, and we are to be his witnesses in Jerusalem. Jerusalem is an area that we live in. Judea is the area of the state of North Carolina. Samaria is the United States until the end of the earth, the end of the world, the end of the ages. That's what we're to do until we called home. Wherever we are, we're to represent Christ, we are his ambassadors. Not only are we his ambassadors, we are his brothers and sisters. I remember before I went to service, my dad told me, remember who you are. Remember who you are. Remember where you came from. He did not want me to bring dishonor upon our name, our family name. Remember who we are. We're children of God and we do not want to bring dishonor upon our family name. Our Heavenly Father, our brother, Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, our Savior, our brothers and sisters in Christ across the world. We don't want to dishonor them. Our actions can do that. 
And a heavenly visitation seals a divine transaction. Both of them seen visions. God told Cornelius exactly who to go see. God prepared Peter with the vision of the animals. It was against the law for a Jew to enter the home of a Gentile. Or anything, any person that wasn't a Jew. And it was extremely against the law to enter the home of a Samaritan. Much less a Roman. A Roman centurion. A Roman centurion officer who was in charge of thousands of people. Probably the, probably the magistrate of the, of the area of Caesarea. And he calls for Peter to come to his house. He had a visitation from an angel. Peter has a vision of a giant sheet full of animals. Tell him to eat. To kill it and eat. There's nothing going to make you unclean that God has made clean. If somebody calls you in the middle of the night and they tell you to come pick them up and they're at a bar, go get them. You ain't got to stay. You ain't got to drink. Go get them. It might make you angry because you're messing your sleep up and you might have to deal with a drunk. Go get them. Take them where they want to go. Go home and go to bed. They'll remember that. I remember when Sharon and I hadn't long got married. A friend of ours had got a driving under the influence and he had to go to these classes. And he lost his license and his wife was having to take him to the classes. And one of the, one of the exercises that they gave them was to get in the car and ride by all their friend's house on a Friday night and see who's at home. And we were all young. And they stopped by Sharon and I and they came in and they said that of all the people they went by we were the only ones that were home. Everybody else was out partying. Probably the only reason we were home we didn't have no money. <laughs> so we didn't have two quarters to rub together. But anyway, uh, but we were home and, and we sat and we talked. And that struck me. That struck me. And as I look back over it now, it was meant for us to be home. Because they needed to see somebody was there. Not everybody was uptown partying. And so a heavenly visitation seals this deal in 24 to 48. You know, uh, they wind up together. Cornelius and Paul, um, Peter wind up together. And, and they meet. And Cornelius tells him everything that he had, that had happened for him to get there. And Peter remembers the vision that he had and he makes the statement that, that, that there's nothing unclean about who God has not called common. Nothing is common with God. And so they had a transaction. The whole household was saved. The words of the Holy Ghost fell upon them while they were there. 
Not only were they saved, they were indwelled with the Holy Spirit right there. They went to speaking in tongues. Now, when they spake in tongues, it was not gibberish. They were speaking in languages. Tongues in the Bible means language. So some of them could have been speaking Latin. Some of them could have been speaking Greek. Some of them could have been speaking Aramaic. Some of them could have been speaking Arabic. But that's what they're talking about in tongues. They're not talking about some gibberish that nobody understands. And I'm not saying that there's not tongues. They are. But what I am saying, if there's nobody there to understand it, it's useless. The Bible tells you so. And so while Peter spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them. And everybody there, especially the ones who had been of the circumcision, the Jews who were with Peter, had heard these people speaking. The Holy Spirit fell on them and them. Not only did they hear them speaking, they could understand what they were saying. I've experienced that one time in my life. It was in Nicaragua. We were praying over water pots. And this lady and her son and me and one of the interpreters were praying and they were, I was praying in English, they were praying in Spanish and all of a sudden one voice, we were praying and hearing each other. The Holy Spirit was there. He was giving us discernment. And so anyway, these people came to Christ. They came to Christ. Gentiles had the Holy Spirit poured out on them. That was a divine seal. That was a divine act. That was a happening of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was moving. Holy Spirit is still alive today. The Holy Spirit still moves. If we want to witness this and be a part of this, we have got to be prayed up. Not only prayed up, we've got to be in tune with the Word of God so we know how to access it. We access that through prayer and through reading God's Word so we don't become stagnant. We're supposed to have rivers of living water flowing out of us. If we're not reading God's Word, what do you think's coming out? There's only so much. And I can assure you, you get to a certain point, what's coming out is dead. Because it's not alive. We're called to be happy, joyful in all circumstances. We talked about it Wednesday night. Not only are we to be joyful in all circumstances, but we're to be praying in all circumstances and thanking God in all circumstances. And that's hard to do. It's hard to do because we feel we have a right to complain. Something hurts us. We have a right to that. To complain about that. No, we don't. We've been bought with a price. Christ hung on the cross for my sins. Every one of them. The ones that I haven't committed yet today. He died for. The ones I've already committed. He died for. I am forgiven. You are forgiven. Let's act like it. Let's act like it. Did you ever receive a gift that was so precious you took care of it and you, you, you cherished it? You took real good care of it. You made sure it stayed clean. You made sure nothing happened to it. If it needed oil in your oil, if it needed cleaning, you cleaned it. You had a special place. You set it. A place of prominence. That's the gift of the Holy Spirit. That should be the most 
precious gift we've received. The indwelling of the Holy Spirit. It holds a precious place. A prominent place in our heart. Have we gave it free will? Have we? Or have we pigeonholed it? Or boxed it up because we're afraid that dust might get on it? I assure you, if you give him free will, you will not have to worry about dust settling in your heart. He will keep you busy doing something for the kingdom all the time. So today's the day. Will you have a divine transaction with the Holy Spirit today? It's up to you. It's up to you. If you're a Christian and you're having a little bit of clouds around you, maybe you need to talk to the Holy Spirit to guide you through that. Or maybe you need someone to pray for you. You can come down and I'll pray for you. The altar is always open. Even during any part of our service, the altar is open. You can come, get on your knees and pray. And if you can't get on your knees, you can come up here and stand and pray. It's okay. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, today's the day. Have a divine transaction with the Holy Spirit. If you're here today and you're not sure, today's the day. See, the kingdom of heaven is near and it's not always going to be so. You remember Noah's Ark, God closed the door. One day, God's going to close the door to salvation and it's going to be too late. We don't know when that day is. And we don't know what hour it will be. But it's not going to last forever. And you need to make your transaction with the Lord today while you have breath in you. Because you may not have it in an hour from now. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, I love you and I thank you. I thank you for Cornelius and I thank you for Peter. Lord, I thank you for the visions that you give us and the examples we have. Nothing is unclean. Nothing. Lord, we're called to be your witnesses throughout the earth. Lord, open our hearts and our minds so that we can see the people you put in front of us. Lord, I love you. And I ask you to keep us safe as we go forward and bless us as we go out to do your will. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.